0: Welcome to Focus for Fuck's Sake. My name is Cherish. And I'm Shanae. Hi Shanae! We've got a guest! Thank goodness. <laughs> Fuck! It's hard to do this by yourself. Um, I'm really happy to have Shanae here. She came with me on a trip recently to help me out with a photo shoot and we were talking about adhd as always i thought it was very interesting that shanai was diagnosed with adhd at nine years old yep nine Mm. (laughs) and she's a female that's wild um i've never heard that before um like, I I had hoped, you know, you'd hope that you would hear that more often because so many young girls need that yeah. and need that help and support, but we're never diagnosed with it until we're adults, and it sucks. Yeah. It's not yeah. cool.
1: I got really lucky.
0: You did. Um, <clears throat> but we'd also talked about a number of different things, which we'll talk about together, uh, one of them being... Uh, ADHD affecting our relationships, ADHD affecting our friendships, but today, at this very moment, we're going to talk about how our menstrual cycles affect our ADHD because I had no idea. It's a thing. No one tells us. Shania's going to tell us. Um, Quick little... uh, trigger warning of sorts or just um heads up I suppose we will be talking about disordered eating we'll be talking about uh suicidal thoughts so um if those things are upsetting to you maybe avoid this one uh what else was I gonna say you already know this, I'm sure from listening to this podcast, but none of us are claiming to be experts um in these fields, just stuff that we have learned and found out on our own and would like to share with you. So if you have any questions, consult someone else. I'm just <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is yeah, that's a very good thing to mention. So I will just be talking about uh, my experience and things that I've been talking about with my therapist over the past couple of years and mainly just All the research that I've done for myself that has helped me and I know will help others
0: Yeah, no none of us are the same. We all know that um, but there may be just little things in here that might just make you think huh, I Wonder if that's what's causing this problem in my own life. Yes, so yes. that's what we're here for just sharing First off, how how did you go about getting diagnosed as a child? Can you talk to us about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, so I was diagnosed at such a young age in third grade um, because my third grade teacher was able to see it pretty, pretty clearly. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if she had any kids with ADHD or anything. I don't know what made her be able to notice it in me more, but I've always thought that maybe it was, it was because, uh, I was prone to interrupting her in class. Uh, there was a very specific time where I remember, um, going up with my paper and it was completely done and she was talking to another, uh, teacher and I go up and I stand there and I, I wait and i waiting, and I keep waiting, and eventually I start, <clears throat> and I, I just kept doing that until she acknowledged me, <laughs> um, and that was just one of the things that I really remember, um, but another one is she would, um, she brought this up during my parent-teacher conference, I would constantly pretend like I was doing the math when she was walking by. Um, and I would score zeros, or the work wouldn't even be there, but I looked like I was working. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and then another thing that was a really big one is I um, I had the class pet, and I would prefer to stay inside for recess um, because my my one friend that I had in second grade Uh, got held back so it was just me in third grade and I had to make new friends and stuff and um, my turtle the class pet was kind of my way of going about making new friends Mm -hmm. and uh, you know I had more focus on this turtle um, and it was just very abnormal compared to everybody else in the class Um, and it kind of I guess just made me stick out like a sore thumb um so she you know brought it up to my parents and I ended up getting diagnosed not by the school but by a doctor um eventually the school and my parents came up with some sort of um learning education plan but it didn't it didn't really follow through like a uh-huh. lot of kids around that time um still yeah yeah uh just for some backup information mm-hmm. I am 24 uh, at the moment. And I was in third grade in around 2008. So, um, if that gives you kind of an example of where the ADHD, uh, research was at that time, it wasn't, um, it wasn't exactly what we all know it is to be now, which there's
0: a lot more now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked that it was even noticed because, um, well, yeah, what what were you telling my, my kid in the car about being a girl? You have a doctor tell you? That... Oh,
1: yeah. So I was diagnosed when I was nine years old. And just this last year, you know, I've been diagnosed three times by three different uh, physicians. Uh, psych- Psychiatrist? Psychiatrists? Not physicians. Psychiatrists. There's not doctors. There's <laughs> And I've been diagnosed three times with ADHD um, in different points of my life. But to get started at this place, it's a free therapy place, um, they needed to re diagnose me. And it was at this time in my life last year where I was diagnosed with complex PTSD. Um, But then this same person who was giving me my diagnosis, He he said, so here's here's all your diagnoses, and now we'll pair you with a therapist. And I looked at the list, and it was just CPTSD and anxiety. And I was like, where is my ADHD? And he was like, oh no, I I doubt you have that, you know. And and I was like, excuse me? Yeah. And I I was like, I've been diagnosed three times. And. And he was like, yeah, that, and typically when I have people come through my office and I give them the test, that is, that they don't, they don't pass, even if they've been diagnosed before. And I was like, I'm, I know I have it. And he was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll go ahead and I'll give you the test right now and and we'll see. And it was 16 questions. It took not even 10 minutes and, you know, you're supposed to get eight out of 16 to be diagnosed I got 16 out of
0: 16
1: (laughs) yeah and he was like all right well yeah you have it okay um and it was that simple (laughs) (sighs) yeah like (laughs) and I
0: don't I don't think that you have that yeah Yeah, because you're a girl
1: right (laughs) and and it was it was difficult because like I even like there were some questions where he was like um telling like he was saying that my examples needed to be heavier so like um when gosh i wish i could remember one of the one of the questions because there i had to tell him the story specifically yeah i had to tell him the story of like how my grandma gaslit me about my my adhd and my boyfriend had to step in and be like the difference between her and someone else is when she's hyper focused on something she forgets to go to the bathroom right like she like you know he he you know the most neurotypical person i've ever met stepped in and was like this is a real thing for her
0: I love that your boyfriend understands it so much
1: oh yeah yeah I am so thankful it makes a
0: (laughs) huge fucking difference yeah yeah my husband understands it as well and it's yeah so much better and
1: we're both still learning more and more every day like even with this menstrual cycle stuff that we're gonna be talking about it it has been pretty mind-blowing for him as well you know yeah yeah
0: so I when we were talking about my cycle, I told you earlier, I I don't know when mine is. Mm-hmm. I've been on a Mirena for many years. I got on it when I got my blood clot because I was on a copper I- IUD. <laughs> I was on a copper IUD and got my blood clot then was put on blood thinners, which if you if you are a menstruating person and you are put on blood thinners, it's fucking horrifying, terrible. So my doctor then replaced my IUD with the Mirena to try to slow my period down, mm-hmm. which it did do. It was great. Then when I got off of blood thinners, my period basically stopped and it's been fine for me. A lot of people, that does not interest them at all. And I totally understand. Um, but since we were talking about how our ADHD is affected by the menstrual cycle, I've got no gauge for it. Yeah. I know that there are times during the month where I feel so out of whack. I feel so fucking exhausted that I cannot do anything. Yeah. No matter what I try, no matter if I've taken my meds, if I've got, you know, caffeine, whatever. Like, nothing's going to get me going. Uh, and then other times where I feel fucking great. Yeah. Um, and this may be why.
1: Yeah. What's interesting about you, though, is that you don't have a period yet. So it would be so beneficial for you to, you know, go to your doctor, talk to her about the fact that you feel different one time of the month versus another even though you don't get a period and talk to her about you said you were on which birth control or not anymore no
0: I just have the Mirena that I that I I IUD IUD
1: that one that one remind me again that's the
0: the one that goes into Mm -hmm. it's like a little yeah it's like like a little t-shaped thing yeah Yeah, a little plastic thing
1: and that one lasts for like five or so years or something Mm -hmm. five to
0: ten years and that you
1: said it was hormonal or non-hormonal
0: it is it does have hormones in it yeah okay
1: so you your body is probably simulating pregnancy it's simulating a period oh which is a simulation of pregnancy basically but Mm -hmm. you're not getting as far enough to have a period right um so it could be that, you know, you're, you are still having the transfer of hormones, you know, kind of like my yeah. therapist was saying, you know, don't, don't base it off of how much you bleed because it has nothing to do with the output of hormones. So, you know, you probably have hormonal stuff going on. Um, I'm sure. But, you know, you just without don't no, see with, it. Yeah. With yeah. no
0: bleeding. So I don't know when. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know if I went to my doctor and said, there are times where I feel better and times that I feel worse. The first thing they're going to say is like, oh, you need to track that. You need yep. to write it down and <clears throat> track it. Yeah, It's so... not, I'm not going to do that. I, I can't.
1: It's So what I have been doing because I, <laughs> I get that, mm-hmm. the, the tracking, the calendars, I, yeah, that is not easy to do. Um, but since scheduling things around my menstrual cycle with my adhd in mind i have found that during a certain time of my phase i am able to uh, do calendars and do scheduling a little bit better and more clear-headed so i schedule that for a very specific time but then Ah. if anybody does anything if if this podcast episode has an outcome of anything it should be that everyone needs to download the flow app flow <laughs> flow um, it is14 dollars a year mm-hmm. and it tracks your period and it, it kind of kind of works like Instagram analytics you know it it will take all of your answers all of your side effects everything and put it into a chart and make metrics and mm. and it will give you uh advice based off of what you have put in there so you know if you've oh. put in that you've had uh unprotected unprotected sex the past three weeks um it will give you information as to why you might be feeling the way you're feeling Because you ended up having unprotected sex the, Mm -hmm. you know, past couple of days. And, well, when you have unprotected sex, that that can cause hormonal fluctuations too. You know, even with multiple partners as well, that can change the pH level of your body. Like, it's... Wow. It's very interesting how touchy we are to new people as well.
0: Um, Huh. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Um... Okay, let's get into it. Teach me some stuff. Teach me about my body and brain.
1: (laughs) So are you aware of the phases?
0: No, tell me the phases.
1: Okay, so the four phases of the cycle, I guess, I kind of like to look at it as two main phases. There's the, I'm gonna say this very wrong, the follicular phase, follicular phase. Um, and then there's the luteal phase. Okay. So split that into two half moons, right? Mm-hmm. And then from day one through seven is your menstrual phase. That's where you're bleeding. Um, and then day one through 14 is the follicular phase. Okay. So that whole phase includes your menstruation all the way to where the egg is being implanted. So... To the first beginning part of your ovulation okay is the end of the follicular fl- phase okay and you're feeling pretty good in this phase with ADHD and your hormones if you've got a very natural period um, regular yeah a regular period um normally after the first few days of bleeding that's when your estrogen and your progesterone starts to rise again um, and estrogen is responsible for dopamine it's responsible for mm-hmm. serotonin mm-hmm. it's responsible for norepinephrine neuro- neriprenef- wow um, yeah and those are all the the feel good right. things that we need so funny enough the last few days in which we're bleeding we are starting to rise in our mood and mm-hmm. we're starting to feel better and then by the end of the follicular phase i know i'm saying that wrong it sounds great
0: Um, (laughs) so don't even worry about it but
1: um by the end of that phase where the egg is being implanted that's when we have higher levels of testosterone as Uh well and that is when we are feeling good right there in the middle of the month we're feeling good our estrogen's up our progesterone's up our testosterone is up it's all up and it's good and our medication is working we are awesome um and then we enter the luteal phase. All right. And the luteal phase starts when the egg is um, basically the um, the egg is dissolving because it it's not it turning did, it's into not, a yeah. baby, uh-huh. so it's it's dissolving. <laughs> um, and that, I, at least for me, um, the that, those two days. Um while hormones are still good and stuff um estrogen is kind of lowering a little bit, but we've still got that progesterone level pretty pretty leveled out in the testosterones there too um but it is a bit uncomfortable ovulation can be um some people don't realize that um some people may realize it but don't attribute it to ovulation. Mm-hmm. They maybe just think like, oh, I'm probably gonna start PMSing soon, you know? Um, which is correct. But there is this like little lower pain that kind of feels like cramping that can happen during ovulation and it's um I don't know. It's not it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um Yeah, that is when things start to kind of start to lower. And then as you go into, so the luteal phase is from, so the follicular phase is from 1 to 14. 1 to 14. And then the ovulation phase is next, and that is from 12 to 16. Okay. So it's only like five days where you're totally ovulating, but split that in half because, you know, one's a part of the follicular phase and the other is a part of the... Ah, uh-huh. The luteal phase. Um, reabsorption of the egg, that's it. Uh, gotcha. But then the luteal phase is 15 to 28. So the, a normal cycle will be about, you know, 28 to 36 days long. Right. Um, that's, that's normal. Anything lower than about 25, from what I've been told or advised, um, and then anything over 36. um, Those are considered abnormal periods. Abnormally short or abnormally long. Um, I digress though. But yeah, so the
0: So the egg is reabsorbed in the beginning of the luteal phase. And that's, we've ovulated but it's not been
1: We still have the progesterone levels that are kind of Equaling out the lack of estrogen and we still have a little bit of testosterone, which is so we don't feel terrible We yet. don't feel terrible, but we are starting to notice okay a little bit of ovulation pain um, And you're starting to go down just a little bit, but at this time You could also not notice it because it is during your ovulation phase where your skin is glowing and oh. you know you you feel good and um, in, in a lot of different ways, uh, you know, your, your confidence could be up. You know, I know for mm. me, um, like, you know, right now, I'm day five of my menstruation cycle, uh, and I've got acne all over my face. And that'll be gone in a week and a half. It'll be completely gone, and I'll feel like a totally different person. Like, like I won't even need any makeup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it's, um, it's, it's interesting. But it, it quickly, quickly... Drops
0: From there.
1: Yeah. Once you go from your ovulation, this is where you don't want to schedule really anything for your ADHD. This is where it starts to get bad. So when when you have ADHD and you experience PMS symptoms, you're experiencing it at a heightened level. You're not experiencing, you know, normal PMS symptoms. You are experiencing... PMS symptoms of a person with ADHD and that's a different experience um so when when our estrogen and our testosterone and progesterone it all drops we feel very low and this can cause problems with your relationship and friendships um it can cause abnormal mood swings um, if anyone
0: chews anywhere around or near if i can hear your mouth from across the room <laughs> in that when i'm in that phase yeah i'm going to go ape shit i can't help like i got to have earplugs in i got well, to hide myself yes, cuz i'm going to be crazy
1: i am um, since i have cptsd i am Same. a lot more susceptible to my triggers I am actually pretty good at, you know, making sure that other people are not responsible for my triggers and making sure that I'm very good at, you know, being mindful and, you know,
0: but there's a point. Myself, when I've yeah. already got earplugs in and I can oh, still yeah. hear you, you're being too fucking loud. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, when when we are in this state, it is um very difficult to deal with and as a kid for me going through adolescence, you know, through eighth grade, it, it was very extreme for me. So, you know, I had, you know, suicidal thoughts around the end of the month, every single month. I thought that I was bipolar (laughs) for so long. I thought I was too because of the fact that my ADHD seemed to go away in the beginning of the month. And I felt like a a normal person with just normal forgetfulness and stuff. But, you know, and then it got so bad to where I was afraid of my emotions by the end of the month. I was afraid because my emotions led me and I couldn't control it. And I'm very
0: good at controlling my emotions for the most part. Yeah, when that stuff, when your hormones get out of control, you think Think in your head oh pff, I got it I'm totally mm-hmm. conscious being I can take care of these things I can maintain my composure I can m- make it work no dude yeah. Hormones... well, then add
1: environmental stressors on top of that Oof. failing in class parents getting divorced like spouses your spouse is fighting with you or you know there's so many things that make it even ten times worse that it's it's a lot of it's this point in time where women really ruin parts of their life or if it doesn't happen in adolescence it can happen in postpartum it can happen in premenopause it can happen in menopause it i see so many women even like undiagnosed women now you know they're they're getting diagnosed after menopause or they're getting diagnosed after having a baby yeah. or or they're just fully going off the deep end right and they don't they don't realize it until they've gone completely off the deep end that you know they their whole life probably had more right more more than just you know what they've been dealing with and
0: well and when you said that earlier about um pregnancy mm -hmm. kind of depleting a lot of those hormones and um that blew my mind because I I can feel it. I know it. Mm-hmm. I know that with each pregnancy, I did I saw my ADHD get worse. Mm-hmm. Specifically right after I delivered, right? Yeah. During it, I felt like it was terrible because I couldn't take my medication. But I was still Functioning okay, better mm-hmm. than now after not being pregnant mm-hmm. and not taking my medication.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your body, while you were pregnant, you probably felt your ADHD symptoms the first. Uh, trimester but then the second third and fourth trimester it's all pumped
0: up with estrogen right so much
1: estrogen and it's huh. it's you know cooking that baby and you're feeling pretty good you you've got that skin glow it's like that ovulation phase you're
0: I was you're puking okay. the whole time so oh, yeah. I, I didn't feel great <laughs> but yeah
1: the wow. the brain fog the forgetfulness the you know all of that probably was just a little bit better than how it was during postpartum
0: yeah I definitely feel that my brain has gotten foggier mm. as i've gotten older and i really wonder if that's why if mm-hmm. i just need some supplements of some sort
1: that's another good thing to talk about too yes. for for me cuz you know i got curious and i started asking my male roommates who have adhd you know Do you feel like it got better as you got older, you know? Because they don't have periods to deal with. They don't really have a lot other than puberty, right? Right. So, when I asked my roommate this, um, he also has Tourette's as well, so, you know, there's a little bit more that he's dealing with there, but he he said that it was the worst point in his life was middle school, Right. right? During puberty was when his Tourette's and his ADHD was acting up the most and when he got through that and as he got to be an adult he said that it didn't go away but it it did become easier to to mask yeah yeah to mask and to manage and he also grew up in a pretty healthy environment so he learned pretty good uh, coping mechanisms as well Um, but for me I would say that while my ADHD was really bad in middle school and puberty, and you know it was there was some some horrible emotional dysregulation there. but um, as I got older, there was a part where it felt like it kind of went away because I had a very extreme environment change. Um, but I think that I was just in a less toxic environment to where my PTSD felt a little better.
0: So, but yeah. the
1: ADHD kept getting worse and worse. And oh, I think it's important to mention that I've been on every form of birth control besides the depot shot and the marina, which they tried very hard to get me to do that one.
0: Really? I feel like scary. they only pushed that on people that have already had babies, but I don't yep. know.
1: They pushed everything on me so I wouldn't have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. It was that yeah the doctors and diagnoses for things or just trying to get any kind of information about fertility or just hormone information it's it was a dead end for Painful. me because like they they just they were more focused on me not getting pregnant than me trying to educate myself, you know, to be safe. Like they 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 wanted to deal with the I like I don't know they because I had ADHD because I was an impulsive person and because I was a child
0: they assumed you were going to be prom- sexually promiscuous
1: and assume that I'd probably end up with the baby and wow and it's like so I hit a lot of dead ends when it wow. came to like, I don't want to be on birth control I don't think that it makes me feel okay and and I couldn't get any information as to what other options there are but now i'm an adult and i've gone to people specifically paid out of pocket to talk to these professionals and you know there's there's a lot of stuff out there there's birth control that goes off of your temperature now and i i've learned after you know doing this menstrual stuff that you there's only a specific time in which you can get pregnant Mm-hmm. Um, throughout your phase, obviously. couple <laughs> Days. Yeah, but your there is um, your body gives off certain temperatures, uh-huh. so we can physically see when we can and can't get pregnant with this new birth control, non hormonal birth control method. And there's it's it's just a thermometer, <laughs> literally. Wow. Sounds a little scary, but you know. Yeah, that would scare for, me. <laughs> for me, you know, someone I I'm very safe about things, you know, and i i just can't do the added hormones
0: yeah i get it
1: and i also can't do the lack of Mm -hmm. the last birth control method that i tried was the sticker the patch and that one was very extreme it was three weeks of a lot of estrogen um pumped into your body and then one week with no patch with no estrogen, and that's when I was allowed to to bleed and have a period. Um, and during that time, I technically was not safe to to have sex. So it, but but on that specific birth control method, I felt wild. Mm-hmm. I felt
0: crazy. Wild is a great uh, a great term for that. Yeah, I point I like, totally where you. You feel not in control.
1: Yeah, yeah. And my libido was so high; it was higher than it has ever been. And like I, it it was. I don't know. Like I felt so impulsive that I couldn't even think clearly. See, and
0: that's why we end up thinking that we're bipolar because of these hormone fluctuations that make us feel nuts.
1: Yeah, I would be more likely to do, Not during that time, something that I've never done before, you know? Like, I'm a pretty um, calm person, you know? I try to live a fairly calm lifestyle and uh, because of my ADHD, because I'm very susceptible to wild situations. <laughs> and during that time, you know, 2019, I would say I'd, I'd probably go to a four-day-long rave and just have fun so long as I was with the right people, you know? Yeah. And, I wouldn't care what kind of stuff I, i'd probably do some drugs or something you know try something new like it i felt very like a very manic. different person yeah kind of manic
0: yeah i mean i i don't i mean not i don't know it's that that's kind of the definition yeah. of yeah like manic i episode. kind of
1: felt pretty invincible a lot mm-hmm. but then when i wasn't wearing the patch for that one week i was depressed I was, it was, it was, it was just about as extreme as it was in middle school, you know, not, not really, um, you know, being able to control my hormones. (laughs) They're kind of all over the place and.
0: Feeling just so hopelessly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the the suicidal thoughts during that week, you know, in middle school, it, it, it was really, really bad in middle school. And when I had that birth control and when I would go off of it for that one week, it was like such a day and night difference that I, I, I knew. But I also liked it compared to all the other birth controls. Because you don't have to
0: remember to take it, right? I don't have to
1: remember to take it. <laughs> yeah. But then also it wasn't like like invasive in any way like it didn't because i had i had the bar before the sticker and they mm-hmm. wanted me to go onto the depot afterwards um that was a really traumatic experience i got the bar put in when gosh what what is that called nexoplanon Jeez. nexoplanon i got that put in right there yeah um it's i had it scar. in for three years and they're supposed to use the same hole to get it out but it tethered to my muscle (gasps) Uh uh-huh yeah yeah so they had to go through an opposite end um to do it because my arm swelled and they struggled to get it out and it was just a horrible experience but that birth control I I felt pretty okay on I would say like that was probably the most peaceful three years of my life um it it was very normal. I feel like that's probably the birth control that, you know, they say, you know, this is going to help even out your hormones kind of thing. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I feel like it... Well, that's how I feel with my IUD. Like, I don't feel like... I don't ever feel out of control yeah. hormones. I still get those little fluctuations mm-hmm. throughout the month, I feel like. Um, but they're not nearly as, like debilitating
1: yeah yeah and that one it only ever so often put out a certain amount of hormones um so it even though it stayed in my body forever it was pretty controlled so that was nice but I didn't I didn't have a period right at all for like two and a half three years um and I actually did end up in the hospital with a Really bad pain in my left side, and turns out that my my body was just storing all the eggs <gasps> in my uterus. Oh my
0: god, that's a nightmare. Yeah.
1: Oh shit. Yeah. So that did not feel very good, but yeah, they basically were like, you know, if you get off of this first control, you're just gonna really really fertile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, does this is me not gonna have triplets. But um <laughs> yeah, so that was the only complication I had with that but it didn't really greatly affect my ADHD in a, a noticeable way. I still had it and I still struggled with it, um, but you know, I, I stopped my ADHD medication when I was in eighth grade. Um, and after getting on the sticker, the patch, that was when I was like, I, I need to get off all the medication. I need to go clean. I need to figure out what's, what's wrong with me. Um, and then after a year of no no ADHD medication, no hormone, anything messing with me, I've just been completely hush. I guess like brain uh, chemical sober. Free balling <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know I started college up again. Um, yeah. And COVID hit and all of that, and that's when I was like, okay, I it's getting. To the point where now, as an adult, it's getting in the way of my work, Mm -hmm. it's getting in the way of my friendships and my relationships. Um, So, I need to go and talk to a doctor. And I was very scared to do that because I was very scared of getting addicted to stimulants. Um, And another uh, thing that I was worried about was that they would just keep upping my dose if it wasn't working. Because when I was in eighth grade, I mean, I got diagnosed when I was in third grade. So I was taking medication from that time all the way up. And another good thing, I have CPTSD. I didn't grow up in a good environment. So every single time I had a behavioral issue, they would up my dosage. And by the time I was in eighth grade, I was taking about 50 milligrams of Concerta. Um, and that's pretty high for an eighth grader. Who... Especially
0: you're, you're a small person. Yes.
1: Uh, I am 24 and I'm not even five feet. Are and you 100 pounds? No. Nope. <laughs> I, am, I am 90 and yep. I, I struggle to keep that on because yeah. I, of how fast my metabolism is. Um,
0: It'll slow down. Don't um, worry.
1: <laughs> they keep saying that. I'm just waiting. I am just
0: 29. Waiting. Is when mine slowed down, but <laughs> but um yeah. I uh, so what can what can we do when we're in those low places mm-hmm. when we don't have the ability to get these you know hormones going and stuff yes
1: i'm glad you asked that question so the number one thing i want to say is that you need to give yourself grace Mm -hmm. during that time you you need to be mindful to be able to recognize okay i am in my pms phase my my you know my body is low my my brain chemicals are low um, and it's good to note that your uh, stimulant medication is not going to work uh-huh. at its full capacity like it normally would. So I typically double up if I have to be somewhere. If I have to be somewhere, I will double up. But I, I will not schedule things for that time uh-huh. and I will prioritize sleep Yeah, because sleep is what your body wants. It wants you to slow down. It's asking you to slow down It, 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 you know, it just, it just cooked an egg. It just made an egg. It just passed an egg. And now it needs you to chill for a second. So, so it can try to make a new one. (laughs) Right.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. And then, um, what were you saying about tea and stuff earlier? Oh, yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, around this time, it's going to be kind of like harder to, to sleep, um, and it's, you know, your diet is a really good thing to keep in mind um, throughout this whole process and phase. And I I don't really like to talk about diet or advise people what to eat or anything like that. But
0: We all know we'd feel great if we didn't eat so many carbs and sugar,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, carbs can be good too, but it's a lot of energy. Um but the main thing is uh caffeine. Ugh. I know. I love I, my
0: caffeine. We all
1: love our caffeine. I love my caffeine too. But if you can, you know, like coffee used to be my entire personality. You could talk to anybody I went to high school with. Coffee was my personality. It's my jam. So I love I love my caffeine. But during this time, um I I have been making sure to drink uh peppermint tea in the morning or uh banana and water
0: oh. as well.
1: That's a good one instead of peppermint tea, or if you could put peppermint tea in there too, uh, that works.
0: Um, what does the peppermint tea do?
1: So the peppermint tea has l theanine in it. It's an ingredient that helps you focus and helps you wake up. Um, it's, it's just a really good morning cup of tea.
0: Alertness. Yeah.
1: Um, I also like uh, lemon balm.
0: Yeah, all that
1: stuff you got in the front—that's a, a good tea too. Um, and then another one is like a Rubio's tea. Mm. It's really mm-hmm. good for your belly. It's full of antioxidants, um, and that's that's another really important thing too. Having um, like me, I am supposed to be gluten free, and I am lactose intolerant. Mm. <laughs> um, but do I always follow that? No, because. I need ice cream on my period. YOLO. Yeah, I need it, you know, but it's, um, sometimes, you know, just switching to Sherbert Mm -hmm. can really change the course of my cramps, the course of the way I'm feeling. Um, I found that sometimes, uh, the more like nasty stuff that I eat, like the more fast food and stuff, I'll even have more bleeding.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Heavier flows. Um, it's, so much that goes into all of it.
0: I know. I feel like I need to get some vitamins going in my life. Oh,
1: I have such a hard I'm time. Glad you brought that one up.
0: I have a really hard time even taking my meds.
1: Yeah. Oh, let me talk to you about my unicorn drink. Tell me. Yeah. Okay. So I I found it on TikTok. I wish I could remember the TikToker's name so I could you know credit her. But it's um it's called unicorn juice and basically you take a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. <laughs> vinegar Mm -hmm. so nasty i hate it but then you put um pineapple juice and cranberry juice and lemon and lime mixed in with all of that and it is really good it's a really good cocktail and it's probably the only way i can drink apple cider vinegar but that is so good for you it's it's good for your stomach it's good for your skin it's good for your nails it's it's good
0: for so Just much full of vitamins,
1: yeah, yeah, and then another vitamin that I have been putting into my routine um has been uh it's not regulated it 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 still needs some research on it, but ashwagandha. so ashwagandha is an African herb um, plant, um and basically what it does is it helps you produce testosterone to be able to Um, deal with stress. Yeah, I take a very very low amount um, at kind of towards the end of my luteal phase, um, so I can help myself tolerate that stress. um, You know, and that lack of testosterone that just you know left my body um, during the follicular phase. Um, I like to do that, and then I also like to add um, a libido supplement to that as well to help boost that because. I find that when I am in my PMS phase, I don't want to be touched. I don't want anybody in the same space as me. I don't, I don't want, I'll be taking a bath and I don't even want my boyfriend to walk in or knock mm-hmm. on the door because that's my space. That's my time. Mm-hmm. And I get very selfish and I don't even like hugs, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be touched. My sensory issues are heightened Yep, and my PTSD, mm-hmm. it comes out so bad, I don't want to be touched. It could literally ruin any relationship with yeah. any other guy. Yeah. And no other guy would understand that no. unless they're awesome. But, um, you know, it, uh, it's important to, yeah, you know, double up on those uh, vitamins, you know, and to, yeah, just kind of watch the thing. Oh, cranberry, too. I don't like cranberry juice that much. So I just take it as a vitamin. And that's been very, very, very helpful. Cause, wow. Because yeah, I and mean, oh, and that's another thing to talk about. UTIs.
0: Yeah. That's
1: not just from sexual activity. It's also from you know too much alcohol in your system, like uh, too much yeast, you know, which can alcohol, and then there's you know, lack of dehydration. You know, there's a lot of things that can go into that as well. And
0: as not peeing enough regularly because we get hyper focused oh, on something, yeah. and
1: that was me as a kid. Oh man, I was constantly in and out of the hospital because of the fact that
0: yeah. I I got UTIs as a kid all the time too. Yeah, I wasn't just, I wouldn't was just too excited to play. You yeah, know, I
1: didn't want to I didn't want to leave playing to to go to the bathroom for 2 seconds because that's how focused I was. Right. You know? I was going to win that game and capture the flag, no Against matter what. fucking
0: boys. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That was always me too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially cuz I grew up with so many brothers. And definitely have that instilled in me.
0: Mhm. <laughs> That competition, yeah, competitiveness oh, for sure. <laughs> I was just, I was just reading about how people with ADHD are just like driven by competition, and I totally fucking feel that. Yep. I feel it so hard. I have to like make up pretend competitions in my brain to get myself going yes, on things. Yes, I have to do that with myself Ooh. as well. Um, is there anything else that you want to mention, or we can? Uh huh. I am not sure. There
1: was one quote that I wanted to kind of yes. read from here. And I just wanted to make sure that it is this one. Um, and I want to leave you with these two because I thought that they could be really helpful because like this yeah. one is all about how hormones impact ADHD, ADHD in childhood, ADHD in puberty, ADHD in PMS, pregnancy, premenopause, menopause says it has all the phases in here so it's
0: poor women god dude yeah
1: it really is but the (laughs) the quote that i wanted to find it's kind of a longer
0: that's fine you can read to me
1: but it is from chad.org and it's written by dr quinn and um just this this one first question their first sentence really hits home women with adhd must live in their bodies and those bodies more specifically those brains are subjected to monthly fluctuations of hormone levels so what i liked about this was her take on that it the fact that she's like yes we do have to live in these bodies and i'm here to tell you more bad news that we also with this you know Disability, lifelong disability that you deal with, you also have to deal with fluctuating hormone levels that are going to change throughout your life. And you have to reset each time. You have to reevaluate your ADHD each time oh my God. you have one of these things going. So like, you know, women who go through menopause and they are no longer creating the estrogen that they need, um, you know, in order to function normally with adhd and not you know having estrogen or like some women you know they don't even have ovaries they get those removed um that they might need hormonal treatment hormonal replacement treatment or some sort of hormone therapy to to deal with life you know yeah and they probably need that for the rest of their life like there's like gels you can get that help you produce estrogen you know, and there's a lot of options out there, but it, it's like, and, and that's But you how, have to
0: know. Yeah,
1: yeah. And when I was listening, a, a really good podcast to listen to on this topic, um, it's it's called uh, ADHD Women's Well Being, mm. and it's from a, a woman from the UK, I believe, and she was talking about how she got her her ovary, one of her ovaries, removed and she had to do hormone uh replacement therapy and stuff um but she didn't get diagnosed with ADHD in, until that uh-huh. happened because she she didn't really notice it she was a star student in school she she grew up in a really healthy environment and stuff but she never really noticed her her ADHD until it got so out of hand for her where you know she she wasn't she was talking about how she was an actor and she's really good at retaining lines. And she was saying how she no longer could retain any lines. Uh-huh. And everybody around her was like, What's wrong? Are you okay? Uh-huh. You don't forget things like this. And she said, She went from being a normal person to thinking she had full blown onset dementia. Yeah. And she said, Really? It was just, I have ADHD and this affected me so heavily because
0: I have ADHD. I feel like that's what happened to me when I started my period. I feel like before middle school, you know, I may have had some ADHD, I'm sure I did, but it was not
1: Mm -hmm.
0: debilitating. It wasn't noticeable because I wasn't feeling like, oh, shit, there's something wrong Mm -hmm. until after. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, and I wonder, wonder, you know, throughout your your middle school experience after, you know, puberty and stuff, if you, like, you know, kind of.
0: I definitely like felt the fluctuation. Yeah, I know? feel like I evened out for a little bit in my early twenties, and then once my once I had babies, mm-hmm. and once my CT my CPTSD became an issue,
1: mm-hmm.
0: my brain broke hard, mm-hmm. and it has felt that way for years now, many years. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that I want to talk about soon because I have not really talked much about CPTSD, mm-hmm. And it's a huge, has a huge fucking effect on my life. Yep, me every too. Every single day. <laughs> me too. Um, But we'll save that for another one. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to say? I, I, I think that that is...
1: There's always so much more to say on this, you know. We're gonna go back and listen to this episode. I know, like, we and that's need to fine. Talk more we on can, this.
0: Yeah, we can always do a part two.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because this is super interesting to me, and I n- had no idea. Yeah, I think if like anyone
1: has any questions, we can we can definitely address those for sure.
0: Yes, send questions to com. Um, yeah, it's uh, I think like like a lot of us who a lot of us are diagnosed as adults and then they say, oh, you've got ADHD, here's some meds, bye.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's all we get. So all of these things that I've been learning lately have just been blowing my fucking mind. I had no, no idea. Nobody told us. Well,
1: and I did this because, you know, I was very reluctant to do medication again because of the way it was abused towards me as a kid. I wasn't right. abusing it. I, I was doing what I was told. I was taking what I was told to take. And, you know, it was the doctors. And, you know, we, it was what, only a few years ago where we got that huge lawsuit against the doctors over prescribing Ritalin and Adderall because they got money for it. Mm-hmm. That's not the case now. So it, it's different. Um, but for me,
0: I... Lost it. That's okay. Yeah. Um. You were afraid to start medication again.
1: Yes, I was afraid to start medication again
0: because <sighs> because it, uh, it was like overprescribed and abused.
1: What are you talking
0: about? You mean that? I said, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that oh, we're we're just told you've got ADHD here's some meds, go.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I found this whole menstrual cycle scheduling based off of your ADHD and everything to try to dodge medication, to try to live my life with ADHD in harmony, um, and just deal with the ebbs and flow of ADHD. Uh Um, and I realized pretty quickly that I struggle with without the medication when it comes to very very um overwhelming tasks so Uh you know like I've got five classes I've got to deal with not just two and multiple deadlines and now I've got this internship and this internship and I've got a lot of people to deal with and a lot of things to juggle, and I also have a, a, a full time job as a housekeeper. <laughs>
0: right, but if you didn't, that'd be so boring. You'd need to get more yeah. things to do. Okay? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> but it um, it quickly I quickly learned that I I need at least some sort of stimulant in order to. Um, Function, but the, the main thing, because I think I could even do without the stimulant and just have my coffee so long as I have my therapy, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, I mean, treatment for ADHD looks different for everyone. Totally, And it's ADHD medication is not always the way to go about it for everyone. And, um, I know some people take anti-anxiety medication or antidepressant medication, um, for it instead, but then also, um, some people who just do therapy and all of that. But I, I think that,
0: um, this yeah. could
1: be really resourceful for people who, um, absolutely have a hang up for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. People who
1: are worried about the medication. Yes. The stigma. Or just or, can't get it. Yeah. 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 Or can't get it because they're, they're ha- it is hard to get stimulant medication um, it is it is hard to um continue to get it. You yeah, know, I'm i prescribed it and I
0: haven't gotten it for three months because it's just it's out. Yeah. And and
1: I I take a kids dose, so mm-hmm. I have not had that problem.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so yeah, I, I guess that's another thing too, is is um there is a lot more for kids yeah. in ADHD than there are for adults. It's yeah. it's not Something that I mean, there's so many articles out there that are like, Yeah, it, it's geared by the time you turn into an adult. It's
0: yeah, like, <laughs> for who, men? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for teaching us what you did. Come yeah. back and teach us more after you listen to this and you're like, okay. Damn it, I forgot to say that thing, of course, because that'll that probably be a part. We've got ADHD sure. it's yeah. gonna happen, yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, well, thanks for being here teaching us all of that amazing stuff. We will have you again many times yeah because excited to come back good to talk to you we'll talk about photography at some point too oh yeah like, i do know,
1: photography too <laughs> yeah
0: photographers um thank you so much for listening and just like just try to focus for fuck's sake okay uh, bye If you're anything like me, your brain is a wild tornado, hurling thoughts, ideas, uh, music, um, all sorts of shit at you at all times. And keeping track of your clients can get really tough. If you are struggling to keep that spreadsheet alive, just stop and give Dubsado a try. There are a million different CRMs out there, but Dubsado is the one that I personally use and personally love. But my God, once you get it all set up, it just flows seamlessly. Your client does one thing and then it triggers the next thing and then it triggers the next thing and then triggers the next thing and everything just goes to them like it's supposed to, comes to you like it's supposed to, gets scheduled like it's supposed to, and you don't even have to think about it. Dubsado lets you try three clients for free. It's not a matter of time. You can manage three clients in there for free. Um, after that, use code Cherish Harper. That's Cherish, just like the word. And Harper, just like uh, the word. You'll get 20% off either your first month or your first year, whatever you sign up for. That's code cherish Harper. For for 20% off. Go get it. If you're a nerd for film and that disposable camera look, take a look at Paper Shoot Camera. I got one, and I love it so much. It feels like a film camera because the images look like film, and you can't see them on the back of the camera until later when you plug it into your computer but it's not film so you can take as many pictures as you want since it's just shooting onto an sd card it's the greatest little invention ever it's tiny and light i bring it everywhere i go and the images really feel like disposable camera film images film is expensive try a paper shoot camera and use code cherish harper 10 and get 10 percent off of anything that you buy it's a paper shoot camera and use code cherish 10. get it you won't regret it